Welcome, race fans, to this episode of Through the Gears, presented by Front Stretch. I'm your host, Tino Patino, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm excited to announce you now have the option to watch all of the NASCAR betting breakdowns with me and all of our guests, so be sure to subscribe to the Front Stretch YouTube channel as we will have each episode uploaded there moving forward, and be sure to check out the Front Stretch social media accounts. If you like short-form content, we'll be throwing up some of the clips from each episode, and you can also find that at Front Stretch, and you can find me promoting this NASCAR betting content also at Tino Patino. I need to give a big thank you to the Front Stretch staff for welcoming me onto the team this past week. I'm super excited for this NASCAR season ahead. A big thank you to Jared for helping me put all this stuff together, as you can see here on the screen if you're watching, and you'll be able to see much more visuals from us moving forward in this episode, especially. And, you know, the logo, the creative process, everything was outstanding. I'm super thankful to be a part of this group. We have a packed out episode for you guys. We're recapping the insane race at Atlanta, previewing the best bets for this weekend's race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the Pennzoil 400, and we bring on Dale Tanhart, who is one of the greatest NASCAR bettors in the universe, a verified NASCAR betting expert at the Action Network, a world champion iRacer, and content creator for the Daily Downforce. So without further ado, let's go through the gears now joining us as we go through the gears for this nascar betting preview of the pennzoil 400 at las vegas motor speedway is the legendary dale tanhart dale thanks for joining us here today and how you doing hey tino appreciate you having me on man i do it pretty well uh it's been a fun start to the season it's been kind of back and forth on the betting side uh which is pretty standard for super speedway racing especially the unprecedented back-to-back to start the year that we've never seen before so uh it's been really really fun racing and nascar is in a fun spot and i think uh betting on nascar is also in a really really good spot as we head into las vegas awesome and you mentioned the unprecedented back-to-back super speedway racing what we saw at atlanta was absolutely insane i saw your reaction to that finish <laughs> It was awesome. What was going through your mind when we saw them going three wide for a photo finish? Man, uh, I appreciate that. That video and a lot of videos. And as I said, NASCAR is in a great spot, and partially because there's so many awesome videos, whether it's from NASCAR itself, people in the stands with their reactions, watching the finish from the start finish line or right next to turn one, or my degenerate reaction that you saw right on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, and, and I had money on Kyle Busch and Blaney. So my reaction was on that, on that final lap was Blaney's got this. You know, I think Kyle Busch is not in a position where he can win. We just got to beat Daniel Suarez. Like, I need Kyle Busch to push, push, push. And one thing I kept saying was Blaney, block the top, block the top, block the top. Because it seemed like that top lane was OP, and it proved to be OP coming to the line there uh, when, when they did wave the checkered flag. But all I'm thinking is, oh, my God, Kyle Busch just made an insane move to the middle, and then it's just pandemonium because you saw the, you saw Bubba Wallace lose the nose, push Cindric up the track, and you knew there was going to yeah. be no help, uh, which is so rare to happen in a race like this. Like, you think about Talladega 2011, our other famous three-wide finish, that was dependent upon pushers. Um, and most super speedway races are to some degree, and this one was not. I mean, just a straight drag race coming to the line and just – blew your mind off of turn four when you realize this is going to be a three wide barn burner coming to the line. It's just crazy. 
crazy. Insane yeah. how many times Blaney has been a part of photo finishes like that. I had him you as well, tw- 10 to 1. God, <laughs> yeah, and he, he, he normally wins them, and this time he lost it. I thought for sure he had it because, like, we just mentioned it like he's won so many of those close races and credit to him like he I, Blaney was the best car I think in the field all day able to drive towards the front and everything like that I had head-to-head where it was Blaney Bush Hamlin parlayed and uh, Danny finished 17th after getting in a wreck and the other guys finished two three so that's NASCAR betting for you right I mean yeah and Denny was good Denny wrecked three different times when he kept finding his way to the front so yeah it, there's a lot of bad beats that the mainstream doesn't talk about enough when it comes to NASCAR betting and having Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney finish second and third by, you know, this much is, is pretty devastating. Even though, look, we did have some other bets that enabled us to win because Bubba Wallace top Toyota was a smash. Austin Cedric top five smash. And that's what also makes NASCAR betting great. I have 20 bad picks and two good ones. And just like that, you're profitable. So as devastating as it was, Got to be happy about the bets, and you got to be happy about the quality of the finish. So I can't complain. One hundred percent. Like that's the biggest thing for I. That was a harp. Like I'm going from three one thousandths of a second away from hundreds of winnings. Like like a very nice payout for me. It would have been. I had Ford winning manufacturer too. Like it would have all stacked up nicely. But like you said, I like it hurt for a second, but then I felt grateful for what I witnessed the third closest finish in his in NASCAR history and happy for the sport. Like now they're, they made the top 10 plays on sports center, like everything like that, where it's like when people are talking NASCAR, obviously we're going to talk it every week, every day, but now seeing, you know, the masses and the people that were exposed to the full speed NASCAR Netflix documentary, like getting them intrigued for the next race, I think is huge. Oh, it's massive. And just to add to the heartbreak, uh, going back to Blaney, it looked like he won. Like in real time, you, you see replays and you see people from the stands. Like every replay I see in full speed, it looks like Blaney won. It's so crazy. And then when you slow it down, it was clearly Suarez. But and I say clearly, that's pretty subjective. It was absolutely <laughs> so freaking close. But no, yeah, I totally agree. What a great finish, a great race that has propelled NASCAR into a really important spot with engaging in a new type of fan. Um, and it's great. It's it's even better timing because of the Netflix documentary you mentioned, right? Like one after another, a good ripple effect to catapult us into the Las Vegas weekend. So uh, I think everybody's got to be happy. Exactly. So going off of that, right, we mentioned new fans and new potential you know, people that may be betting on NASCAR here this week, a really great time to do it. We get a true test of speed at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's not ba- It's not another super speedway. We're kind of clearing our mind now and getting for some actual races that we can provide some stats for and use that to our advantage. In terms of being a NASCAR better, what's your favorite type of, you know, whether it's advice, insider strategies that you use to become successful on the weekends? Yeah, I think one is scanning the sports books, right? It's an unprecedented sport when it comes to discrepancies in value and in in lines. Now, value is whatever you want to interpret it as. But uh, when it comes to the discrepancies in lines, it's very different from what you typically would see in mainstream stick and ball sports betting like the NFL, MLB, NBA. You'll see some differences. But in NASCAR, you see major discrepancies. Uh, especially between outrights. I mean, you'll, you'll see discrepancies in head-to-head matchups, which are typically heavy minus odds or slight plus odds bets, right? So uh, there's discrepancies everywhere. I think there is a lack of knowledge 
a slight lack of knowledge where we are today versus where we were four years ago. But there is, I think, a, a somewhat lack of knowledge compared to other sports in the Vegas world, just because NASCAR is not as mainstream as a lot of these other sports that I just mentioned are. So I think that helps in creating the discrepancies. Uh, line makers may see a line from, you know, DraftKings and maybe they want to boost, uh, allow you to maybe make more money on a bet that they don't think is going to actually hit. And sometimes it actually does. And uh, right now, just heading into the weekend, Ross Chastain's a great example. You look on like DraftKings, he's 12 to 1. You look on Bet Rivers, he's 15 to 1. That's a discrepancy. And that's a, that's not a huge one, but I think it's an important one. Uh, I've seen a book that has Eric Jones 45 to 1. A lot of other books have him 60 to 1. So scan the sports books is number one. And number two, I think, which has been my mistake over the years when I've had big losses or, or just jumped the gun too quick with impulsive bets, and that's fine because I am a degenerate. Uh, but reflecting, you got to realize you shouldn't have FOMO if you miss out on a lot, right? Like the Sharps are going to go after stuff on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, uh, when lines drop, where there's a clear discrepancy or a clear miscommunication on, whoa, this guy should be a way heavier favorite than he is. And that line moves in an instant when people bet it, especially when you have us experts that post the line to our followings and then immediately they're moving uh, because the threshold is smaller with the amount of money put on these bets. So lines will move a lot quicker and sooner. Um, with all that being considered, you shouldn't feel bad if you miss that. You shouldn't be, feel bad if you miss that train because at the end of the day, it's about profit. And that is the ultimate tool of success in not just NASCAR betting, but any kind of betting. So I think that's one thing that could be a good tip of advice, not to impulsively bet on something um, because you feel like you're going to miss out before like practice or before qualifying. I definitely agree with that. You can also gain some more knowledge, right? If we, for instance, we'll talk about that having, we'll talk about having practice for this weekend, which is something we haven't seen all year in a little bit, but sticking with that, you know, thought process of don't bet right away. Like you just mentioned, because the, the drivers will still be there. The value will still be there. Yeah. It might go down a little bit, but that happened for me last weekend. I was thinking about Bubba Wallace at 22 to one. I held off just a little bit. Then once I was sure, gained some more knowledge, maybe listen to, uh, listen to your guy, uh, your show there and everything like that. Um, Dale center, of course, you know, throw that out there and, and really listen to some of the things that people have to say, or just use some of your own knowledge about certain drivers I think then, okay, he changed to 16 to one, but I still, I felt more sure of myself. And I think that just goes to show sometimes you just got to stay a little bit patient and then the result will still be there at the end. So I think now shifting gears a little bit to Las Vegas, any prep we may have there, we'll take a look at the favorites towards the end of this uh, topic here, but 267 laps, 400 miles. And I think the biggest thing is practice. This is the first time we'll be seeing that this season does that impact your betting strategy at all for this one? Absolutely, because with the super speedways we have with Daytona and Atlanta, you could absolutely 1,000% get away with having your full card unloaded uh, before Thursday or Friday, right? So, yeah, I think this weekend's totally different because it's your first mile-and-a-half race, uh, talking about Las Vegas, and it's different in prior years because you didn't have two super speedways to start the season now. We had Fontana, or we had a Phoenix, that was a technical racetrack where practice or qualifying was important, um, except for the COVID and, and the one post-COVID year, too. But uh, it's a different year now, and practice and qualifying are back and very, very important. And off that topic I said about waiting, you know, don't have FOMO. This is a perfect week to wait. 
you know, there, I think there are a few things to stick out that we'll hop into, but I think for the bulk of your betting card, let's see who unloads with speed because we really don't know. The Toyotas have a new body. The Fords have a new body. They could drive totally different than what they did in 2023 uh, on opposite sides of the spectrum because Ford was pretty inconsistent at the mile and a half while Toyota was really good at the mile and a half. So uh, I think it's best to just wait until we see some track time before you unload on your bets for the Pennzoil 400. Definitely. And for those new bodies, I feel like it's kind of hard to predict what's going to happen. We've seen them, you know, show speed at these super speedway races, but they are just that super speedway races. Do you have any predictions or thoughts about it? I mean, maybe hard to tell since we haven't seen them practice or, you know, at these type of intermediate tracks, like you mentioned, but are you expecting the Fords to be faster? Any thoughts on the Toyotas with the new bodies? And hey, Chevy, are they still going to continue to win races with the same setup that they had last year? Yeah, it's interesting because Hendrick Motorsports has won the last three spring races here with three different drivers. Uh, the only driver in the fleet that hasn't won is Chase Elliott. So everybody's going to be looking at Hendrick. They were bad fast here in the spring. And it's so interesting, the difference between the spring and the fall race when we come back. It seems like sometimes there's different players. But I'm going to keep my eye on Toyota. I think this talk about the new bodies could be a big nothing burger. It may not, but it could. And Toyota's after 2022 improved mightily on the mile and a half. Once they, once they started having problems or stopped having problems with the random breakdowns and engine failures and all the garbage that they went through at the beginning of the Gen 7 era, all that kind of has gone away in 2023. And uh, they've been much more successful as a manufacturer with 2311 coming on strong with Tyler Reddick, especially and, and at the mile and a half in particular. So I like Toyota. I think Christopher Bell, you know, when you dig deeper, is the guy to look at. He's nine to one, ten to one outright uh, at most uh, on most sports books, and he's been really good at Las Vegas over the past couple of years in the Gen Seven era. So Denny Hamlin's also been really good here. But uh, my eye in the entire fleet and in the entire field is looking at Christopher Bell, and this is one note to important. He's been lights out in qualifying, especially at the mile and a half. So this is a guy that could close at six to one seven to one and i'm not saying hammer it at nine to one you know because a bet is a bet if you profit you profit but um that's just what i've got my eye on before we hit practice and qualify no definitely and it's something to be aware of the closing line value on these certain drivers if you guys out there tuning in right now may not know what that is it's okay the value they're set at right now and the difference that can be post-practice and post-qualifying, as Dale said here. Taking a look at more of the favorites, Christopher Bell is one of them. The top five, we got Kyle Larson, 4-1. to one. Then we go William Byron, plus 850. So a big shift there, and I think for good reason. Let me throw out some stats here. In the next-gen car, Kyle Larson has three top two finishes in the last four Las Vegas races. So that's insane. He won the last race, the most recent race there, uh, last year, and the only race that he didn't finish, I guess, inside of the top two was the one he got in an accident with, uh, along with Bubba Wallace there in 2022. So William Byron, again, he's plus 850. Denny Hamlin, Toyota, we talked about them, plus 850 for him. And Blaney is 9-1. to one, And Seabell, like you mentioned, is 9-1. to one. He was my guy as well, I was going to mention. look, Just looking at the favorites right now, only them. Chris Bell stands out to me the most. What are your thoughts on Kyle Larson for seeing as heavy of, as a favorite he is? Definitely wait like, until post-practice and qualifying for him, would you say? Yeah, I think this is a, a split back. I think some people are going to say, oh, he's going to qualify well. He's going to practice well. He's going to lead the field in lap averages between 10 laps and 20 laps. 
and they, they might think that four four to one, four and a half to one will be gone. But I'm a guy that is as dominant as Larson has been in Vegas. Uh, and he did win the fall race by a nose over Christopher Bell when he was running him down. Um, I just can't take four to one for the first mile and a half race of the year at this point in time. And you just never know. We've seen Kyle Larson make a lot of mistakes in qualifying. We've seen him make a lot of mistakes in the races. Uh, one idea would be to maybe wait all the way till Sunday and put a live bet on Larson whenever he does make a mistake, when he has a speeding penalty or he has a, a spin where he doesn't hit anybody. That could be a good option that I've seen a lot of other people employ in their strategy when it comes to how to handicap Kyle Larson on tracks he's really, really good at because he's the king of uh, being extremely fast, having a mistake, rebounding, and still being there at the end. That's just what he does. And he also gives a lot of these races away. Like, he leads a lot of laps and finds a way to be in a phenomenal type of finish where he typically doesn't get the best of. He did this last fall when Christopher Bell almost ran him down, but that that doesn't always happen with Larson. And uh, I, overall, I just don't think I could take the four to one, four and a half to one at this point in time because I'm willing to see if uh, Toyota maybe unloads with a better package, if RFK comes out and unloads how Brad did in the fall of 2023. Uh, 2311, Joe Gibbs. I mean, there's a lot of variables on the table here for the first technical racetrack of the season. I'm glad you mentioned how Larson drives throughout these races, right? He can be all over the place sometimes, like you said, from leading laps to almost spinning out in the last race we saw at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. His car was looked like pointing towards the inside wall. He was able to hit the wall, stay clean, get a pit stop, and ultimately work his way back. And then still almost blew it to Christopher Bell, who caught up to him there at the end. So, And I think that's a smart thing to, that you also said, which is like, Sometimes you can get away with live betting in NASCAR and, and sometimes with a driver like Kyle Larson, where real realistically, Dale, how many times are we seeing a three to one, four to one favorite on these tracks and they actually go out and win? Uh, to me, the only driver that has been able to do that is Kyle Larson, but that's only one guy. And there's so much value out there on the board. And I think when it comes to drivers like him that are favorites, it's definitely more beneficial to wait to see how the car actually unloads because of the value that's on the board. With it being such a difference from four to one to eight to one, I, I think, like you said, definitely wait and hold off on someone like him. And you can find the value in other places too. There could be other drivers on the board that maybe deserve a better look than Kyle Larson in this one. So switching now over to some outright winners. We mentioned Christopher Bell. I'm definitely thinking about him as well. One driver who I like, I want to get your thoughts on, that's Kyle Busch. Right now on DraftKings specifically, 11 to one. Um, I think this is a driver who is capable of having the best closing line value in this race. I think Kyle Busch can potentially go out, qualify well, and we can see this number be cut in half. He has three top fives in the last three races at Las Vegas. He is the current points leader as well, and he's racing in the truck series too. Whenever Kyle Busch races in the truck series, I like the broom to come out and get a sweep. What do you think about KFB this weekend? Yeah, um, you can't argue with the stats, right? He's been really good here. He's a former winner here. He's been consistent, whether it's with Gibbs or with uh, RCR now. So I don't think it's a terrible bet. I'm kind of in a spot where I'm just not sure, honestly. You know, sometimes you, you, you evaluate, you look at data, and you come back and you say, well, what did I just say earlier? It's the first mile and a half race of the season. It could be different, you know. Teams could be totally different in their trajectories on speed compared to where they were in 2023. Uh, so I'm really not sure. I don't hate 11 to 1, but be, I think a good phrase to say here is uh, if you're unsure, then then don't, right? 
If you're not sure about something, don't. And I'm not sure about Kyle Busch at this point. I'd like to see what they do when they unload uh, this for practice and qualifying, and then we can reevaluate. Uh, but 11 to 1 is not bad, but I think there's a decent chance you'll see 10 to 1, 11 to 1 uh, before green flag. Are there any drivers out there right now that you're seeing, uh, aside from Christopher Bell, that maybe we should bet on before practice and qualifying just based off the value or any other reasons you may be thinking? Yeah, Ross Chastain, who I mentioned earlier, uh, 15 to 1 on Bet Rivers is, it seems like a really good line for a guy that has had winning speed at this racetrack in the Gen 7 era. And just to keep it simple, I mean, he's run top five. He's led laps. He gave away a win with two to go, three to go against Joey Logano spring, or fall of 2022. I mean, it's knocked on the door of winning this race. He got track house momentum with Daniel Suarez. I really like Ross Chastain and that particular line, 15 to one on Bet Rivers. They're pretty inconsistent in qualifying, but they've typically qualified pretty well at the mile and a half. So that could be a line that I think could diminish due to uh, practicing and qualifying well, and people just hammering the line. Definitely. We see the track house momentum. I think he could definitely benefit from that. We've seen them. I mean, even SVG's killing it in the Xfinity Series. Got top three last weekend. Now we move on to some prop bets. We're talking some top threes, top fives, top tens. This could be manufacturer bets. Anything you're thinking, let it rip. If there's any other type of props you see out there, let us know. We'll get into some head-to-heads, too. I actually want to make a head-to-head parlay with you here on DraftKings. We'll get to that at the very end so everyone continues to tune in. Let us know what you think in the comments, everything like that. So, Dale, anything jump off the board to you in a prop bet standpoint right now? Yeah, um, I, I like Eric Jones. 7-1, uh, to 8-1, top 5. You can find, you know, this uncertainty with the Toyotas. Um, I, I think with Legacy Motor Club making that switch, I've been high all offseason on the idea that Legacy Motor Club is going to be a way, way, way better program at these types of racetracks because of their alliance with Toyota. So I think Eric Jones could be a guy that surprises some people. The statistics aren't great, but you got to remember, I mean, he hasn't had a formidable, consistently competitive ride over the past three years with what we know Richard Petty has been. Uh, and, I, and I think that will change with the with uh, the alliance and the, the stake ownership bought in by Jimmy Johnson. So I think Toyota is a quality over quantity program, and that has been proven over the past decade in NASCAR with Toyota programs being very, very good in the Cup Series and in the Xfinity Series for that matter too. So I like Eric Jones. I think he's being slept on uh, 60 to 1, 65 to 1 outright, I believe I saw on BetMGM. But 7 to 1 top 5, range is what i've seen on most books and for a top 10 uh he's trending around plus 170 plus 180 Fandle has plus 230 so there's that discrepancy right there that we were talking about that's a pretty big one uh regarding a top 10 bet that you can find on Fandle. eric jones at plus 230. i wouldn't panic though because maybe this is a line that you could still see available uh, after practice and qualifying so i'm kind of indifferent on betting it right now um but i might you know i'm just it's the unsurety, the unsure, the 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 uncertainty of mm -hmm. the first mile and a half race of the season. So I think Eric Jones is a guy to look at for some prop bet action. This, to your point, is something we can also uh, analyze when it comes to how the books offer certain prices, right? Like they haven't been able to uh, readjust after practice and qualifying. I feel like that many times we've seen this year. I mean, first time post-practice, maybe they give us some lines in between practice and qualifying. I feel like most times we see it after both 
Um, but it gives us a sort of an outlook to see, okay, how much are they changing for certain drivers? Because it's really, I mean, it's all up to the books. Do they think just because Christopher Bell is going to start within the top five, that would bring his value down from nine to one to six to one. I mean, that's just something to consider. One question I have for you here is Kyle Larson top threes plus 110. To me, I really don't think that's something to hit on because it's so it's, it's a top three finish. Like, yes, he's gotten three of them, uh, three top two finishes in the last four races. But what are your thoughts on that? To me, I just feel like it's way too much of a risk and not that much of a reward for a bet like this, a plus 110 for a top three. Yeah, I agree. And I think that is a line that won't see a lot of movement. Honestly, if I can still find, if, if Kyle Larson goes out and practice and qualifying, he blows the field away. Uh, I feel, I still think, there's going to be a sports book that will give you close to even money for a top three, just because of the, the uncertainty that I keep reiterating about this being the first technical race of the season. So that's not a bet I would place right now. I think it's too early, but bet rivers does have plus plus one twenty five, So you get a little bit better value when you scan the books as we've reiterated too. So I wouldn't do it at this point, but I also wouldn't blame anybody else for doing it. I, I think for me, I'm, I'm willing to wait if, uh, just to see what happens in practice and qualifying. Definitely. So staying patient could be a key here at Las Vegas. All right. My last prop bet before we get into some head-to-head potential parlays, we can cook up Daniel Suarez. He's the talk of the town. He just came off of an awesome finish at Atlanta, getting the win, saving his career. People are saying he saved his career with that finish and that victory. Now, to for him to finish in the top 10 is plus 230 at Las Vegas to me. I think he has to come out and have a strong finish in this one. I, I Obviously, a lot of factors come into play. This is a track where you need to be able to have long run speed and be there at the end. But for Daniel Suarez, is this a bet you're is this some is this a bet you're willing to make plus two thirty for a top ten from to ride the momentum post Atlanta and continue on a hot streak and get a top ten finish? What do you think about this one? I'm going to say no, actually. Um, What we've realized is uh, Suarez is in the playoffs, right? An incredible win. Or he might be in the playoffs. It's almost certainty because it's a rare chance we see 17 drivers win a race that could put him in jeopardy. But one thing you got to consider is he's got a new crew chief on the box, right? A new crew chief can come to Daytona or Atlanta and do just enough to help you get a win because all the cars are really, really similar and heavily restricted. So, Anybody can compete at the super speedways, but uh, I think there's a, it, it's a road ahead to build some camaraderie on the technical cookie cutter racetracks with Daniel Suarez. So that's a bet I'm willing to wait on when it comes to Mr. Daniel Suarez. All right, Daniel, me amigo. Sorry, we're not riding with you this week. Uh, all right, now let's move on to some head-to-head matchups here. I want to put together a three-leg parlay via DraftKings as they let you go through and do this here. I'll read off some head-to-head matchups, and I want both of us to to put our minds together, get in the kitchen, cook something up for the viewers out there. First one I'm going to read off. I know which way I'm going, and let's see if you agree. Ryan Blaney's minus 110 to finish better than Christopher Bell at minus 120. What are you thinking for that one? Yeah, that's actually the first bet I placed uh, this week is Christopher Bell over Ryan Blaney. Um, he, and that, that's not for a parlay, like you're talking about that's straight up. And I'm not a huge guy. 
but that's a matchup that stuck out to me. When you look at the data, Christopher Bell is three and one head to head against Ryan Blaney in the last four since 2022. And the one where he didn't beat Blaney was because he was swept up in that Larson Bubba Wallace crash that that was a, a famous clip uh, in the NASCAR realm. So I think when you look at Christopher Bell, his his resume at Vegas continues to get better. As we've talked about, he finished second here in the fall of last year. The mile-and-a-half program has been excellent and improving overall for Toyota. He's really good at qualifying. And on the other side, Blaney is good at Las Vegas. I mean, we can't sleep on Ryan Blaney. But Penske and the Ford program and just collectively has been very inconsistent at the mile and a half over the past couple of years since the beginning of the Gen 7 era. In particular, one day they'll show up at the Coke 600 and Ryan Blaney's got the car to beat, and then they'll show up at Kansas and have nothing. They'll show up to Vegas and not have much. So I think for this one, I'm going to take Christopher Bell head-to-head, uh, minus 120. It's easily the favorite bet uh, for me that, that I've seen uh, since I've – since all the sports books have loaded odds, it's the only thing that I put money on at this point that I really like because uh, this is a line that could move around. And it may not because Penske has been good at qualifying at Vegas over the years, but uh, I just couldn't help myself. This, to me, is a great bet to get Christopher Bell over Ryan Blaney just because I think it's got a high probability of cashing when you consider how the mile and a half have gone over the past year and a half or so. And see Bell back to back top fives, three top tens in the last four. The only non top 10 finish within the last four races within the next gen era has been the one we alluded to as he got caught up in that Kyle Larson wreck as well. So funny how those two intertwine there. Okay, so I agree there. So we're good to go with that. See Bell starting us off at minus 120. Now, another one I'm taking a look at is going to be Tyler Reddick against Alex Bowman. Who can finish better there? Reddick is minus 140. Bowman is plus 105. We see some value with Bowman. And honestly, for him, 22 to 1 and win it two top threes in the last four races. He won one as well in the spring of 2022. What are your thoughts on this one? I the value at plus money is intriguing as we're going to add this to a three-leg parlay here. But with matchups, you got to be. Careful. And I, I agree with that as well. I think matchups, matchup bets, uh, these head to heads here are not something that I consistently bet on. It's going to have to be enticing like the Christopher Bell. But as nevertheless, let's continue on. Which one do you think here? We're talking about Tyler Reddick minus 140 or Alex Bowman plus 105. Yeah, I take Bowman. Um, I, I think the Reddick line is way too juiced. I'm not willing to pay the juice on that at minus 140, even though he's great at the mile and a half. But one kryptonite with Tyler Reddick is he makes mistakes, right? He has made critical mistakes in big moments before. And, and while 2023 was his best at mitigating those mistakes, still happens. Michigan's a prime example. When he was there uh, battling for the lead, probably would have won the race over Truex and Chris Buescher, or at least been in the conversation, and he screwed up his final pit stop and, and lost it. So uh, the mistakes still happen for Tyler Reddick. And Alex Bowman's a guy that has been really good at Las Vegas. And as you said, he won here spring of 2022. And uh, while 2023 was a bad year inflicted with injuries, Hendrick Motorsports has been lights out in this fall race. So you got to know that Alex Bowman and his team have got this race circled to go ahead and exhale if they can get a win to lock themselves in the playoffs, kind of like Daniel Suarez did. Because uh, similarly to Suarez, people – want to keep saying and, and and gossiping that Alex Bowman could be on the hot seat. So while I'm not considering all of that in a head-to-head matchup play, I am considering that Bowman is good here, Hendrick is good here, 
And while I, I expect Tyler Reddick to have speed, um, he's mistake prone. So I'll take Bowman for a head-to-head matchup in a parlay. This isn't a bet I want to touch as an outright, but if you if you want to make a parlay out of it, let's go Alex Bowman and we'll take the plus money. Sweet. I love that uh, thought process there. And I will say he was also running within the top 10 uh, in the last Las Vegas race here that we had in 2023 there. And he got into, I think he had some tire issue, tire go down. Uh, and that ultimately ended his day, but he was putting up a strong performance um, post-injury and when he came back uh, running towards the end of the year. Last one I'm looking at here is Ty Gibbs against Bubba Wallace, two Toyota drivers going head-to-head here. Ty Gibbs is minus 105, which to me is a little bit surprising, and Bubba is minus 125. I just feel like Ty Gibbs, maybe we could should have potentially seen at plus money like Bowman at a plus 105 number, um, but to me, I'm thinking Bubba Wallace here. He's had very strong races at Las Vegas. I mean, the car that he and Kyle Larson crashed into each other with and that race in 2022, um, it looked like he could have won that race. He he won stage one, I remember. I was actually at that race, and it was insane to see that, the speed that car had. Now we have to keep in mind, new, bo- new bodies for the Toyotas and everything like that. So who are you taking in this one? Ty Gibbs minus 105, Bubba Wallace minus 125. Man, I don't know. Honestly, I'd flip a coin because I think Ty Gibbs is going to have a huge year. Uh, I think Ty Gibbs is primed to get his first victory. He's had some glimpses of success on the mile and a half. He's getting better and better and better. But but like you said, with Bubba Wallace, you know, 23-11, their specialty has been this type of racetrack. A track like Vegas, a track like Kansas, a track like Michigan uh, are the three tracks where they've come with the most speed and been better than a lot of their Toyota counterparts. So, I think for that sake, I take Bubba Wallace, but God, this is not something I'm going to put my money on. I'll just tell you right now. <laughs> I think this one is a perfect matchup to get people really, really guessing, and it's it's very 50-50. So uh, a lot of times when people see a 50-50 matchup, they'll take the, the better value, which I guess in this case would be Ty Gibbs. If I had to pick a driver to win this matchup, though, I would take Bubba Wallace, and uh, part of that is because I'm a believer in momentum, and Bubba Wallace has had a great start to the season, uh, two top fives. Two totally different types of racetracks from what we'll see, but, you know, he seems more confident. He's coming off his first top 10 finish in points ever in 2023, which is pretty slept on, honestly, with how good they were. Even though they didn't win, they were pretty successful and consistent, uh, especially in the second half of 2023. So I like Bubba Wallace in this matchup if I had to pick. Okay, okay, well, we'll we'll make a note of that. We'll make a note of that. So if the total value, if you guys were to put all three of these head-to-head matchup winners together, it gives us gives us a three-pick parlay at plus 576. We got Christopher Bell over Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman over Tyler Reddick, and Bubba Wallace over Ty Gibbs. That is Ten Hart and Tino cooking up in the kitchen. Maybe the food won't taste that great, but <laughs> we'll see what we uh, how how we do here, and we'll see how this one matches up. I'll I'll throw this up, make this a clip out there for you guys, and plus five seventy six. I I I like the value on this one. Obviously, maybe like you mentioned, won't throw uh, all our units on it or even any. But if we were to <laughs> have a three pick parlay, it would be this one here uh, within those head to head matchups. What do you think about the value there for our guys that we got on the table here? Man, I don't know. I got I got an idea though to replace it. Uh, okay. While we, while we were making that, I threw my own in there over the Reddick uh, or not the Reddick, the Gibbs Bubba Wallace one. I got DraftKings open right here. 
Uh, Xfinity Series. How about Sammy Smith head-to-head against Jesse Love minus 115? Guys, this is Jesse Love's first race outside of a super speedway. He's a rookie. He's extremely raw. Sammy Smith is in a junior motorsports number eight that has been very good at the uh, the mile and a half with Josh Berry, a guy that's won at a mile and a half before. And now you get Sammy Smith in that car who is a winner in the Xfinity Series, continues to get better and grow. He's got enough experience at this point. Give me the experience versus the non-experience. Plus, I think he's going to have a better race car. So um, I would replace the, uh, what did I say, the Bubba Wallace-Ty Gibbs matchup. And I'd put Sammy Smith over Jesse Love at minus 115. And that gives you six to one. So you get a little bit better value with that. So I I like that. Let's do that. That's just an option. You want to dabble in the Xfinity trucks. That's a bet that I really like. Perfect. No, I like that too. And I could see Sammy Smith winning this race, winning that race. So I think that's a great call there and a, a great little ingredient, a great little ingredient that we threw into our little pick parlay here. And hopefully a nice little pick parlay pie that tastes very great for everyone out there. Speaking of Xfinity series, the truck series is happening too. We have a triple header this weekend. And what are you thinking about your favorite plays overall? Um, who do you like in this one? It could be something that we already talked about or something from the other series that is really catching your eye before we close it out here on Through the Gears. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough because trucks especially, it, these are the worst weekends because, and this is what the books want. They want cup guys to jump down on the trucks to confuse you and, and make you not want to bet on it or uh, believe you have better value on some of the truck regulars. And then they go out and they get smoked by Kyle Bush, Christopher Bell, and Zane Smith. So, uh, Kyle Busch is basically even money to win this race, which is just devastating. It's a NASCAR better. And we get it five times a year in trucks. So we hate that. So you've got an option. You can either hammer Kyle Busch and, and hope it pays like it did last week, or you could dabble three or four outrights uh, alongside of him and, and hope that they beat Kyle Busch. And I guess I got to look at Christopher Bell at six to one, seven to one range for the truck series. He's in the Tricon number one truck. That's kind of like their, uh, it, it, I think it's full time, but they're it's an interchanging, rotating deal where they have different drivers like Tony Bridinger. Uh, who do they have last week? I can't remember at the top of my head, but they they it's a revolving door of drivers. My point, and right, Chris right. Bell has clearly got a stake in that. It's gonna it's gonna be a Dewalt sponsored truck, so you're bringing that sponsor down from the Cup Series as well, which is cool to see. But for betting, it sucks. Um, but I will take Christopher Bell, who was very dominant in the Truck Series when he reigned there you know, about seven, eight years ago now. Uh, but Christopher Bell, that Tricon Toyota, I think it's going to be a really good truck. And I think he's going to be a legitimate competition for Kyle Busch. So uh, six to one, seven to one for a guy that's a cup star versus another cup star and Hall of Famer. Uh, and Kyle Busch at even money. I'll take a chance on Christopher Bell. I like that. And something that I wanted to know with that too was having Kyle Busch win the truck series race at Atlanta last week, kind of sucked because i was like okay maybe if he doesn't you know fit, get a win they won't penalize us heavily as nascar betters in terms of the line for this weekend at las vegas maybe it has some impact i feel like it kind of does because then then the the sports books and the, and the odds makers see how strong kyle bush is in the truck series and then that hurts us for this week would you do and this is this is um more on the advice you know side of things would you consider betting on Kyle Busch in terms of like a hedge with Christopher Bell because of, or vice versa, because of the value Christopher Bell has compared to Kyle Busch? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's tough because you want to profit. You don't want to put yourself because it's not, it's 
technically not ahead because you've got 30 other drivers that could win the race, right? Like, True. you know, to give yourself, it's hard to hedge in NASCAR because you don't have a guarantee on the other side. So uh, I don't like that strategy typically. Uh, usually for, in this kind of race, you go all in with Kyle Busch and maybe have one other outright, or you go the opposite direction and you pick four or five outrights that are legitimate contenders. And I think regardless, you know, I'd take a look at someone like Christian Eckes. I think McAnally, uh, that 19 truck, they have been lights out just on raw speed over the past couple of years. And or in particular with last year when Christian Eckes broke out, he's been really good at the mile and a half, especially. So maybe take an eye on Christian Eckes at 10 to 1. And Zane Smith, the other cup guy, 9 to 1. And he's also in a McAnally truck in the number 91 truck. Uh, that's been driven by a couple other drivers to start the season. I actually I think it was Jack Wood in both races. Nonetheless, that's a good program that I think, based upon raw speed, uh, with those two guys, Zane and Eckes, bet on those two. Christopher Bell could be a good strategy and just hope that one of them beats Kyle Busch. Sweet. I love it. Any more plays you got for us? Maybe, or where could we see more of your betting card that you release as we get closer and closer to the weekend, post practice and qualifying and everything like that? Where could people tune in to see all of your best bets and follow along with you there? Yeah, first of all, I'll go ahead and say there's three bets I like uh, bet, to bet all three of these and hope that at least one hits. Uh, because of Kyle Bush and Christopher Bell and Zane Smith all being in this race, it gives us some interesting value, maybe on the top five side of things. I think I'm willing to take a stab on Stuart Friesen and Roger Carruth uh, at seven and a half, eight to one for a top five. These are good trucks. I like Stuart Roger. Friesen has had a terrible start to the season. He didn't have a great 2023, but he's had some legitimate speed at the mile and a half in that number 52 truck. So I'm not willing to give up on him just yet. Uh, and, and I think it could be a good value bet uh, alongside with Roger Carruth, who uh, is also in a good truck with what Spire has, who has won. Uh, or won last week in Atlanta with Kyle Busch in the seven truck. Roger Cruz had a good start to the season in the number 71 in that same exact equipment. And he had some good glimpses of speed in the mile and a half in 2023. And then uh, Dean Thompson, this one's a flyer, uh, 14 to one on Caesar Sportsbook for a top five. He had some glimpses of speed, top five quality equipment at some of these mile and a half in 2023. And while, you know, he's made some mistakes, he's had some crashes, had some bad luck. Uh, never know. These these truck races are crazy, wild, unpredictable, and you never know what, what might happen because of the youth in this field. Uh, so I like someone maybe like Dean Thompson as a long shot for a top five. And to find any of my uh, further dialogue on uh, NASCAR betting every single week, tune into Dale Center, uh, which is on kick.com slash Dale Tanner. You can download the kick app. I know it's new. A lot of old people hate it. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but we're growing big time on that platform with what we go with what we've got going on over there with iRacing watch parties and uh, NASCAR betting analysis as well. And I'm working on getting Dale Center uploaded to my YouTube channel. That's brand new. It's been up for about a week and a half. So uh, you can probably find Dale Center on YouTube or on Kick uh, if you want to see it live replays on on YouTube. So uh, that's where to find it. And uh, for all the updates on all my bets. Uh, all you got to do is follow me at Dale Tanner on Twitter, Instagram, or join the Dale Center NASCAR betting Discord. You can find all that uh, on my Twitter or my Instagram profile. Love it. Everyone, follow Dale. He's one of the best, if not the best, in the biz. I uh, love all the content he produces. And aside from NASCAR betting, he's got 
tons of funny uh, videos and everything like that out there for you guys to watch and enjoy. And definitely some of the best hair in the game. I mean, I, I think this one-two punch mullet here, it might be the best in the game. So I, I'm a huge fan of his and everything he does for the sport. It, it, definitely an inspiration for everyone out there who's within this industry. Love the content you're putting out. If I'm not mistaken, your birthday's coming up? Is your birthday this weekend or this week, tomorrow? Yeah, it's the, the 29th. Uh, I'm a leap year baby, so it's my first birthday wow. in four years. So, yeah, big big day. We're going to Nashville. We're going to have a good time. And uh, we're going to show awesome. off some lettuce. You know, you're you're a big lettuce guy. I mean, between the two of us, there there's enough lettuce to fill a, a farm down in South Mississippi, a, a crop. <laughs> you know, so uh, we're going to show it off in Nashville, have a good time with the boys, and uh, enjoy some NASCAR racing this weekend in Las Vegas. Awesome. Everyone tuning in right now, uh, type in Dale Tanhart to your phone. Wish him a happy birthday. At the time of this recording, it's not his birthday. It will be after this show comes out. So everyone be sure to give him uh, support and, and love there all on the socials. Dale, thank you so much for joining us here through the gears. I learned a lot about some NASCAR betting strategies and all about your picks for this weekend. Couldn't be more excited for this race at Las Vegas. And we'll talk to you soon for sure. Thank you, Tina. Appreciate you, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks again to Dale Tanhart for coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking with him, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Through the Gears. Did you watch or did you listen? Let me know in the comments, and let us know who you think is going to win the race this weekend. Be sure to follow Front Stretch on all social media platforms for your on-track coverage of the NASCAR racing action this weekend. Be sure to subscribe to the Front Stretch Podcast Network for more shows and content like this as you do not want to miss the stock car scoop as they give you the post-race Las Vegas breakdown and everything you need to know from there. And I'm Tino Patino. I'll see you guys next time as we go through the gears.